Hello, beautiful. Get your coffee. It's time for Coffee with Matilda, A Journey to Self. Today, with Salindran, Uplifting Humans, we're going to talk about courage. What is your relationship with courage? Uh, before Salindran to introduce herself, I'm going to just give the definition of courage. Courage is the ability to do something that frightens one. Bravery. Courage is the choice and willingness to control pain, danger, uncertainty, or intimidation. Now, Salindran. Thank you. Thank you for that great explanation, uh, Matilda. I'm Salindran Buller, your host of Uplifting Humans, a podcast where we honor, empower, educate, and inspire the listener. Doing uh, fires of uh, relationships, uh, Matilda and I definitely wanted to take the opportunity to explore many different emotions. And we're starting with courage at this time. <clears throat> and I think that we chose to start with, um, with courage because of the unrest, the unrest at a world level, the uncertainty that is uh, being faced by every single human being out there. And also, um, fear. And of course, what is required to get through that is going to be courage. So we thought it was only fitting to discuss with you today, a conversation about our relationship with courage. Courage is not uh, something which is in the absence of fear. It is something that you move through in face your fear face your pain, you face your grief. It takes courage to go through all of that. And, uh, and what a time that we're going through right now on planet Earth. Um, Matilda, I know that um, <clears throat> here in Canada, we're very fortunate. We uh, obviously are not going through um, uh, situations that the rest of the world are going through, whether you're in the States or whether you're in Europe. Um, you know, what's the, what's the, um, what's going on in your part of the world in regards to all the fear, all the racial tension, all the COVID, all of that, because from there, we're able to really see who's really making the right decision, the right choices, and what is it taking to move through all of that? Yeah, I think, Salindran, this is a uh, great topic to talk now because there is a lot of fear around. There is a lot of uncertainty. Um, I mean, we are not out of COVID now. Something else is starting now, the racial imbalanceness in the world. And it's like, um, <laughs> you feel like, what's going on? Something is uh, not right anymore. The world that we thought we know nowadays is not the same thing that we thinking we used to have i think all the plans are kind of on hold because um, all all of the uncertainty right yes There's so usually you know you know i'm going to get up at this time i'm going to do this at this time i'm going to go for a walk or work out or whatever uh, grocery shopping everything's so scheduled and all of a sudden if it wasn't one thing, it's another thing. And you know what? Truly, I feel we're going through what they call a paradigm shift. 
you know, a paradigm shift. A paradigm is a whole world view and a whole world view. And it's, um, you know, it's when everything shifts all together for everyone. And so when we bring in the racial um, undertones of everything that's been happening, I mean, everyone has a story. Everyone's an immigrant somewhere. Everyone's got a color uh, all of a sudden that they're going to stand for, that they're going to stand by. And you know what it is? It's, it's giving us the ability to really truly examine our own belief systems, isn't it? Don't you think? You're yes, asking Olivia. deeper questions, aren't you? Of like, who am I? And what, do, what would I do in that situation? Yes, and also think like, I mean, we went through COVID and um, confinement and all this quarantine. And I feel like people, I thought people will learn something. People will learn humanity. People will learn that we're all one and we're all connected. And there is no race. There is no nationality. There is no gender. There is no religion that uh, is dividing us. But actually, and then like, it's been a month or maybe three weeks, we are seeing all this mess that is happening with the racial imbalances. It's kind of sad that, um, I mean, that COVID didn't teach us anything. I really thought that humanity is coming together. And now this is like, well, what happened in America? I'm sure. And I know that it happened long time and for centuries in different countries and in America as well. But it's sad that, you still read some messages um, that they like to condemn uh, the protests. And for me, like, how is this possible? Aren't we all one? How can yeah. Yeah. we operate yeah. the same way and, and, and say, oh, because your skin color is different, then you don't have certain rights. I mean, yeah. where are we? Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. not in a cave. No, no. And you know where, where people are acting out of, Matilda? I, I, I truly feel that they're having these um, deep uh, conversations, internal questions like your belief systems as, as you're questioning yours, right? Yes. <clears throat> and myself, I'm questioning mine. And, you know, it's a lot of people operating out of the survival instincts, Right. Because you have to have yeah, security. <clears throat> yes, exactly. And, and they're acting out of uh, survival. And survival instincts also are, are separating. They're not, you know, when you, when you say, oh, what, what difference does it make? Um, why can't we? I've got, I've got a little one at the door. Isn't this cute? Um, but yeah, <laughs> you can hear her probably. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you know, people are, are acting out of fear. I mean, if you think about it, talk about disempowered people. Like when the officer took down that individual, so many people, so many loved ones were standing around and what were they doing? Not one of them had the courage to yeah. say enough, stop. Or they even went into full courage mode, which would have meant that they actually took an action. 
but they were so paralyzed and so frozen that they were not able to do that. And realistically, that's a disempowered group of individuals. And when they're disempowered, they're really looking after the interest of themselves and they um, haven't been able to get to the point of courage because courage allows you to step outside of yourself and look at the situation and the person as a part of yourself. You see? You, you know, you're saying something very interesting and uh, I, some research I've done and the people who sacrificed their life or they've done very brave things in life for other people. They question, why did you do it? Like you have a wife, you have kids at home. Why did you do it? And not one of them uh, said something different. They all said, because I knew if someone else was around, they would do the same thing. Somehow they had that trust and love towards humans that they would know that they would do the same thing for them. I think when love and trust in a society is not there, people don't have the courage as well to act when there is injustice. Don't you well, think so? Exactly. But even before you get to the love, because if you look at the hierarchy of different emotions, courage is just below love. But below courage is pride. And be below pride is fear and, and, and uh, anger, and, and it goes on and on. But in order to get to courage, you know, Matilda, you have to think, you know, you have to look at, uh, you know, all the negative programming, all the triggers, all your trauma that you've been through. Everyone's been through them, not just, you know, one or two people. But everyone's been through all this trauma and negative programming. And what they have to do is they have to be courageous enough, be courageous enough to put all the negative programming together uh, aside and then step forward in life with no guarantee, absolutely no guarantee that things will actually get better, but they're stepping forward anyway because of what they believe. And what they believe is that... What they stand for. <laughs> that's right. And that's right. But it, it has to come from within. And it, um, that's why, you know, people who are courageous, they're admired. They are mm -hmm. as superhuman beings. Why? Because people know they can count on people like that. They know that these people, they have something about them. And they know that... You know, in the face of fear, in the face of pain, in the face of uh, grief, these are the individuals that will navigate the ship. And all they have to do is ride their coattails because they know it's the human being truly can uh, be contagious. You know, when you cry, Matilda, when you cry, when you see a person crying, whether you know them or not, do you not connect with them? Do you not, yeah. not even knowing them, you will start to cry. It's like when you yawn, if I see you yawn, I will yawn. That proof, proof that we're one, right? Same mm -hmm. thing with courage. If one person steps up, puts his yeah. individual self aside and says, enough, it stops here this is not going 
to happen. It takes great courage. But I'll tell you, if that one person does that, and the many see that, they will step up. And that is how we have a paradigm shift. That is how the whole worldview, the whole level of understanding and consciousness of the planet will change. Now, COVID yeah. didn't just stick to China. COVID didn't stick just to the States. COVID didn't stick just to Europe. COVID affected everyone. Why? The planet was shut down. Yes. The planet shut down. It's affected everybody. Okay. Now you got someone's attention. And then what happened when you saw and witnessed on camera somebody who was crying for his mother, I don't care what color he was, and who was doing that was a peace officer. Peace officer did that. Yeah. Okay? And guess what? That spirit that lies within each of us said to itself, that could have been me. That could have been someone I knew. And what happened there was absolutely not right. And guess what? The courageous ones stood together. In every country, it happened in the States, but in every country, in every community, in every color, in every race, in every nationality, everyone was affected. It's these moments in history, Matilda, and you can correct me if I'm wrong and jump in any time, but it's moments like these which will create the paradigm shift that is happening, that needs to happen right here, right now. And it is not something that we can look at and just ignore because it's affected all of us. It's affected all of us. It's actually scary as well in a way that, um, I mean, I'm sure as a mother, you would think your son or your daughter goes out and a police officer can do something like that without even being any crime, without them doing any crime. Okay, so, we live in a very peaceful country. I think on the planet, there is no place. Canada, <laughs> Canada right? <laughs> Everybody looks at Canada as the place, right? Because you're all welcome with open arms. Yeah. And I can share, I can share my own journey, my own journey and where I am today. You think that, you know, my parents didn't uh, have, uh, you know, acts of racism in Canada? My, my, my father and my mother went through racism just like we did. I was spit on. <gasps> I was spit on. I'm, I, I mean, I'm, you know, you imagine being in, in grade three or four in Canada and you don't understand why did I just get spit on? You imagine having to live that. But then, you know, I can go a step further. Um, you know, as you know, my son is an international traveler. Mm -hmm. But he would, and he travels to the States on a regular basis. And 
he had to go ahead and he would have to dress accordingly because he knew he was going to be randomly selected for deeper scrutiny and security at all airports in the States because of his name, because of his name. They didn't even see his color yet. Okay. And, and so, so you look at myself, I could be, I could be bitter. I could be angry. I could be frustrated. I could be paralyzed. I could be yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. I could have been one of them. I could have, but I took what my experiences were and I moved through life and I became courageous. And when I was pushed, I would push back. And if I, like I was, that. I want that. <laughs> you see, you see, and you do not know because people do not understand. People do not understand. Everyone has to have this process of evolution. And when you see that you've been through what you've been through and you see an act of someone else towards someone else. In other words, if I saw immigrants coming into the country and someone was pointing fingers and laughing at them or saying something, I would be the first person to say, who are you? Who are you to say that? Because I have the courage inside of me now. I lived that. But I chose to stand by and for all the ones that came after. And my son, same thing. Same thing. He said, it is a system and I will go along with this system, but it is not the right system. Yeah. You see? So um, I am very, very sad that this individual went through something. But when I look at it deeper, everyone's been through something. And I look at it in a broader viewpoint and I say that humanity is coming closer. Humanity is now looking after one another. I will look after my neighbor. I will look after my, I have always looked after my neighbor, but because, it, because we've gone through COVID, I made a special effort to pick up the phone and say, hey, how are you? Just checking in. I want to let you know that I care enough to say hello. Do you know how many people are probably sitting at home and never received a phone call? Do you know, I know people, Matilda, who became so ill and there was nobody to check in on them. Wow. Nobody. You imagine leaving the face of this earth and no one knows you're gone. <gasps> You imagine that's that. Actually, that's actually very frightening. It is very frightening. That's but, why you need children, and good children to check up <laughs> on you. <laughs> but, well, and, and good friends, and good yes. neighbors, and good human beings. 
that understand. Understand that we, love. Yes, love. that we need to stand. And so, you know, what we're going through, you know, and, and, and what we're going to be discussing in the next few episodes are the different, the different emotions that we all go through. And so we started with courage. Uh, uh, we started with courage um, on purpose, on purpose, because we are going to be courageous enough, courageous enough to get up every day and say, thank you for another wonderful, beautiful day. And we're going to be courageous enough to be there for one another and be courageous enough that when something wrong is happening, that we can stand by and say, enough, no more. Also, Salindra, and courageous enough to, to be your, to say your truth yes. and stand up for yourself and yes. share who you are in the world. I think that's very important as well, to yes. share the truth about yourself and that's right. your ideas and visions um, you know, uh, I, I was reading, I always read, I love Taoism. I've been fascinated about it for a couple of years. Yes. And I was reading about the courage and how they, they talk about courage. And it was interesting. They say having love makes a person courageous and love is powerful. Courage is higher when one has depth to their love. And this is what fascinated me, this sentence. Being deeply loved by someone gives you strength, while loving someone deeply gives you courage. So I hope, I hope That's right. the listeners will listen that if you start loving yourself deeply, you will have the courage. We're coming back to the first episode we started, self-master. If we That's really right. love ourselves, we will have the courage to speak our truth and live our, the life by our own rules and regulations with our own um, colors, not uh, what society is dictating or what uh, the majority wants from us. Well, and, and don't forget, you know, courage actually gives you, um, increases your self-respect. And when mm -hmm. it increases your self-respect, it, it also allows one to go ahead and respect others as well. You exactly. give respect, you get respect. Courage actually is about respect, right? Um, and at the level of courage, um, obviously, there's a balance between giving and receiving. And what did we discuss before? You can only ever give what you have. You can only give what you have. So if you don't have it, then how could you give it, right? So if you're courageous enough and you're courageous enough to support and look after yourself, you're able to help others. It brings you into better uh, balance. And when we look at fear and we examine it closely, we just examine it, you acknowledge it, and then what you do is you just go ahead and you let it go, all of a sudden, it increases your self-esteem, your self-worth. And so, yes, you're able to go ahead without, um, without any shame or guilt. You can say, I was wrong here. I was wrong here. You're able to admit your wrongs. You're able to admit your mistakes. 
but then you're not beating yourself up. You're not judging yourself. That is all a part of courage. You know, Sunday, you mentioned something very important. That fear is part of courage, and you need to feel fear and examine it and accept it, and then you realize it or it's just an emotion and right. act act upon it, act uh, against it, actually. But a lot of people, um, I mean, or me even before, I was thinking, oh, I'm afraid of this, then I feel fear, then I'm not going to do it. And I never challenged myself realizing, okay, Matilda, you're just feeling fear. It's normal. You're a human yes. being. Yes. You just need to feel it, accept it. Okay, maybe it's a little bit um, something that you haven't done it all the time. But you can overcome it, overcome and act upon it uh, no matter what. Uh, I think a lot of people, when they feel the fear, they stop it. And they never uh, realize their own potentials because uh, they were like, oh, I was afraid. But well, they, they don't they need, know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. they, you knew, you, it's, not, <coughs> it's not overcoming fear. It's facing it. Yes. It's like fear is right here in your face and you're looking at it and you're saying, I'm moving through you. I'm going to move right through you. It's not like oh there's no fear. Yeah. You're going to walk right through fear. You're going to, th there's pain. You, for instance, yeah. you know, you know, once you get here, there's going to be lots of pain. There's going to be lots of pushback. And what you're going to do is you're going to walk right through it. You're going to end up, you're going to walk right through it. That's courage. And that is why courage is a characteristic of some of the greatest people. Yeah. We admire courageous people. The ones that you know that you can always turn to, they will always have your back because they will always stand firm. They stand firm in who they are, and what they stand for. And it doesn't matter, mm -hmm. you know, doesn't matter about the fear, the pain, the grief. No. And that's, that's why, right? Uh, Matilda, don't you have any great, beautiful uh, friends that are so courageous? I mean, um, a level of courage in you. It took so much courage to leave the known beautiful life that you had in New York in a very yes. comfortable living that you were making. It took great courage to come through the unknown because you were never guaranteed anything, lifting up and moving across the oceans. Nothing is guaranteed, but you did it anyway. You yes, true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually trying to understand, am I a courageous person? And I'm being yes, analyzing yes, myself yes, this, yes. a couple of days. And I came to this realization, like conclusion about myself that I think emotionally I'm courageous because yes. I do things. Um, I mean, I'm okay. I, I have a confidence in me emotionally. I'm going to be okay. Yes. But I don't think physically I'm courageous. I don't think so. I am. Physically, I'm not. Like I cannot do crazy things. I would be like, yeah, I can't physically. Well, you have it. Okay. So go, you know what? Go to the edge. Go somewhere and go to the edge. Do something that you think that you would never do. Just do it. Just Salinda, go do it. I'm, I'm, afraid, <laughs> I'm afraid of pigeons. 
So the level of courageous is not very good here in the physical part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but you know what? I mean, if you can look at courage and say to yourself that I have the confidence, I have the know-how, and I know that I can stand firm in what my truth is, you can get through anything. You can move mountains. You can move mountains, and you know you can. Because if, if you saw something happening and a pigeon was in your way, you, could, you don't care about no pigeon. <laughs> you, you, you would probably run right through that pigeon and you, you, you'd act. You would be acting from that, that, that place within you that knows who Matilda is. If you saw a I... child in a building and he was crying and there was nobody I know that you would act from that place. And it didn't matter if the building was covered in pigeons, you would go to that child. I know you would. I know I you hope. would. I no. hope. I no, no, no hope. No hope. <laughs> if a girl can pack up her bag and pack up her life and move across the oceans with no guarantee, with no yeah. guarantee, Okay, you cannot tell me you do not have courage. You have courage. And if, if all of humanity at this time can, in the face of the many challenges that we're going through, understand at a deeper level that we are being asked to put our differences aside and find the courage to be one again. I think that we're really here for a paradigm shift. Beautifully said, Sally Jan. So do you think, do you think, um, I mean, I believe um, that um, like courage is the master of the emotions. I mean, you have to master all of them to have the courage. Don't you think so? Well, In it's a... Well, when you look at, and you know, being a, a, a yoga teacher, when you look at um, emotions, okay, and there's a hierarchy of emotions. So when you look at the negative emotions, um, courage is the first positive emotion that we have, okay? And so it, it starts with like shame. The lowest of the low is shame, okay? It goes from shame to guilt, okay? Mm -hmm. Guilt is higher than shame. Because in shame, you can actually go and kill yourself. That's how bad it is. You could, you could in shame, in shame, you can go and kill yourself. That's, that's what it is. And the mm. viewpoint of God, of the creator, is completely different when you look at these. So when you, and we're going to cover these just so that the listening audience understands this. We are going to go through each of these emotions. But Shame is, pro is the lowest of the low. And it's, it's, what it is, is it's humiliation. Shame is humiliation. And of course, you're miserable and you're, you're despising and desperate. And then you have guilt. Guilt is all about uh, blame. Guilt is all mm -hmm. about blame. And that's actually higher than shame. Okay. And then from guilt, then you're going to go into grief and fear. And, mm -hmm. you know, grief and fear is, uh, you know, grief is a lot of regret. You know, you, you go through grief, you have a lot of regrets, right? Mm 
And fear mm -hmm. is, is really anxiety. You're going through a lot of anxiety because you don't know what's coming. You don't know. And that's like a huge fear. It's frightening, right? And then after that is desire. Now, now you would, you know, some will at this point, once you get through this, someone will say, well, desire is a good thing. Well, a desire is actually a craving for something. Yeah, it's a lack of something. That's right. And so it's not really positive. It is negative. And from there, we're going to go into anger. And, and of course, what does everybody talk about? Ang anger is hate. Anger is bad. Anger is evil. But realistically, each of these emotions that we're, we're talking about actually serve a purpose. Mm -hmm. So when I, was, when I was going through fear and, uh, you know, I was pushed or I was kicked or I was spit on, it, I had to go through these emotions in order to go further and further. I had to get angry because when I got angry, yeah. there's a force behind anger. Now, when you're ashamed of something, you don't have that, do you? When you're ashamed, what do you? What does your body do? I think that's the end of it. Like, there's nothing else worse than that comes. No, so. no. So when you're ashamed, <laughs> you're going to go hide. You're going to yeah, go the hide. Factory closed. <laughs> yeah, and so when you're ashamed, you're you're actually uh, you're you're so ashamed that you're hiding, that you don't want to be seen, that you could just go and kill yourself. Whereas when you are angry about something, there's, there's energy behind. There's yeah. an energy, and it's like I might hate something, but I'm hating it maybe from a from the good point of view. So there's an mm -hmm. anger, and anger will push us into uh, the next level, which is pride. Pride is a negative, actually, because yeah. it comes from the ego. It comes from separation. And so from pride, we go into courage. And that is why we discussed courage, because courage is the first level of positive emotions. Because with courage, mm -hmm. you have mastered all of the, the shame, the guilt, the grief, the fear, the anger, the pride. You've done all that. And now you've become a master of all. You've become a master of all of that. It allowed you to become courageous. You stand firm in who you are. And you're going to live and speak your truth. And you, are, you have self-worth beyond anyone else. You don't care because you know who you are. Right? And the confidence level has to be there as well, no? For That's courage. Right. Courage, you have to have self-confidence because when you are standing with fear at your nose, you are going to have a level of confidence to say no. When it's time to say and no, you're going to say no. <laughs> which comes back to our first episode, self-mastery and self-love. <laughs> Everything comes back to that, Salindra, and it's amazing. Yes. And so, you know, my dear friends that are out there listening, as much as we're going through this incredible time in history, this incredible time of history is really to teach us to come from a place of unity, to stand by one another, not to think of yourself and only yourself. It's to think yeah. of each of us as a part of oneself. And so we have come from a place of survival and moving forward. We will not be moving into survival. We're moving out of survival. 
and it's beautifully orchestrated. And we look forward to having our next conversation. So, um, you know, unless you have something else to say, Matilda, I think. I want to um, quickly ask you, uh, Salindra. So, okay, do, do you have any suggestion to listeners? If someone, okay, they um, assess themselves that they realize they don't have a lot of courage. So how can you uh, start developing courage in you stand in the face of fear go to the edge and do things that you normally wouldn't do say no when you wouldn't probably say no say yes when you probably wouldn't say yes speak your truth that's a start that's a start it's little so baby steps no <laughs> baby we steps have more do you have a mini, mini baby step? Because these are like big steps too. <laughs> no, they're not. They're not. Because it, you are going, because everyone, everyone's um, level of confidence and level of uh, comfort is different. Mm -hmm. Okay. Level of comfort is different. You know, for me, um, when I was a child, my level of comfort of you know, and it's, 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 it's like a confusion and uncomfortable situation. And all of a, su a sudden, I started saying, no, I've had enough of this. I don't feel good and I'm not going to stand for this anymore. And so, mm -hmm. you know, if you're, you want to be courageous, do something that you would never normally do. It just takes a small step, small thing, you know. Maybe you yeah. wouldn't, uh, maybe, I don't know what your situation is, but, uh, you know, maybe you're the only person who runs your household and you do everything day and night, you're doing everything. Well, why not just leave everything one day and someone's going to turn around and probably go crazy and say, hey, how come you're not doing this? It's like, no, I'm not doing it anymore. What? No, I'm not doing <laughs> it anymore. You see, that's courage. That's yes, that courage. <laughs> you're coming. You're playing outside of your comfort zone. Yes. So I think that's a very good uh, indication that there is a courage involved. If you're that's outside right. your, of your courage zone. Well, anything that's confusing or uncomfortable or fearful or any of the uh, you know different emotions that uh, that we mentioned and 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 already actually uh, spoke of, if you do any of that because it's in the face of fear. Courage is developed yeah. in the face of doing something that you normally would never do. And what is the first thing that a child tries to do, Matilda? When a child is born, a child will be trying to please the mother. Yes, 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 yes. And then all of a sudden they hit their teenage years and even they do it even when they're younger. They're testing their boundaries. They're trying to feel how much courage do I have? They instinctively <laughs> try to feel how much courage. And then when they hit complete, uh, you know, uh, you know um, teenage years, all of a sudden, they're really pushing your buttons to see what their courage <laughs> level is, right? <laughs> and if you, never, if you never did that as a child because you were so afraid, then I'm just asking you to go and press a button or two, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, very. I I never obviously I don't have a child, so I never seen. The but you you were a child. Were you not a child? Did you never push, press a button? Did you not test your boundaries? Yeah, I always 
I there. did. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> right? And I always wanted to do whatever I wanted to do and try to convince my parents that what I think is the right thing for me. Yeah. Uh, but I think uh, Salindran, in that sense, I think that child had uh, a level of comfort at home that her or his voice is valued. I think once you don't have that, maybe that courage becomes the other coin. Maybe it's overconfident or f stays in the fear, no? Well, uh, and, and, so? well again, it's, we're, we're going back to square one again because you, it, you're in fear mode, so you're never going to push those buttons. You're never going to test those boundaries. You're never going to speak uh, the, what you truly feel because you're afraid of your father, or you're afraid of your mother, or you're afraid of your husband, or you're afraid of your in-laws, or you're afraid of your outlaws. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. you got to do something that is going to push you to be yourself. Yeah. When I was young, I, I may not, mm -hmm. you know, when I was young, okay, you talk about, you talk about courage. When I was young, my, my very first thing when I got pushed down, walking home from school as a little girl, first I was all confused. Why did that person push me? Why did they push me? But then I thought, oh, that's okay, because the person, you know, ran away and I went home. <clears throat> Few few weeks go by and the same person spits on me. <gasps> you see? And so now I'm like, oh my God, this person spit on me. But still, it was confusing. Now what do I do? Because I was not in a very aggressive person. I was not a very confident person. I was raised to be um, um, a very... Um, you know, you take the orders, you know, that it was kind of my upbringing, because that's, you know, we had lots of love and all of that. But, you know, you never questioned anything, because you were, you were just, you were very sheltered and taken care of. So then when the second time it happened, uh, I was by myself, and the girls, there was three or four girls, they were, I was in grade like three or four, but they were in like, probably 17 or 18. Now it's a little girl looking at these big girls and thinking, now I can't do anything. I'm hel I'm helpless. You see, so yeah. I'm still I'm still building confidence. Now I'm 17, and someone tries to do that to me. Never mind me. Somebody picks on someone else in front yeah. of me. I'm the first one there. I'm like, no. Yeah, I'm Who like, do you think too. you are? Who do you mm -hmm. think you are? You do not do that, you know? And so then when you look at it, how did I raise my children? I raised my children knowing that the parents, me and my husband, had gone through racial issues. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. now my children grew up. And what did I teach them? You stand for yourself. You be courageous and you speak your truth. And if you ever see anybody out there doing something to someone, you go stand by them. You go stand by the victim. You go stand with them. And guess what? That's what my kids did. And they're better human beings. They're better human beings. But each of us are going to be tested. 
And each of us are going to have to develop courage within us. And it will require us to go through fear, go through anger, go through grief, go through pain, go through, that's how courage is formed. So I don't say, oh God, you know, I'm going to die because these white people, you know, they did this to me, they did that to me. I say, oh, they were idiots, who cares? But guess what? I'm a better person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, yes, true, Salinda. Yeah. Also, I want to just quickly ask you one thing and ask your opinion about it. What about like uh, people who are in abusive relationships? Yeah. Um, like the women who are in abusive relationship because the husband is hitting them or um, yeah, something like, or vice versa, a woman is in the, is hitting the husband. Why are they, I mean, why are they in the, they stay in that situation? Is it because they have, they don't have courage? Is it lack of uh, courage or what do you think? It's, it's beyond courage. Honestly, it's beyond courage because they're so disempowered. Courage yeah. is that you're in your full power, your full confidence, mm -hmm. your full understanding. Because you know whether it's hell, whether it's high water, whether it's bullets flying by your head, you, you're going to stand. Okay. For someone who's disempowered, they really have to do some real soul searching and digging. Yeah. Because in order to stay in that sort of a relationship, and if there's children involved, especially, what I ask them is, would you be okay if your daughter is okay to get beaten up because you, you the mother, is staying in this relationship, that your mother will go ahead uh, and has taught you this, and now the daughter will do the same she'll find a man who will abuse her and she'll stay in the abusive relationship. Mm. You see, you have to look at it from a different, um, at a different level because uh, I'll be honest with you. Um, I have, you know, I have grandchildren and um, I raise my kids very consciously, but uh, if you know how you have young children, sometimes people get frustrated, right? They get, you know, mm -hmm. they're a little short on impatience sometimes. And if uh, the tone of the voice is even off, I will turn around and I will look at my, my son and I will say, you will not speak to her that way. Because one day she's going to find a man who's going to speak to her that way and she's going to think it's okay. Yeah. You see? Mm. So there's a lot of uh, things you have to explore. Um, and, um, you know, it's, it's not an easy, uh, it's not an easy fix when it's abusive relationship, because you need to know more information. But I can tell you one thing. No human being on the face of the earth has the right to abuse another human being physically, mentally, or emotionally. No one has that right. And sometimes, sometimes, a black eye is nothing compared to the wounds on the inside of a person. Exactly. So I, 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 I hope some of our listeners out there will explore uh, some of the conversations that Matilda and I have and, and, and really ask those deep, meaningful questions. 
they need to have the courage to ask these questions within themselves and exactly. see what they're doing with their life. That's right. There they are standing. Exactly. And you know, some, you ask some of these abused women and they, you know, I used to work, uh, I used to go and give free service. Uh, I used to help emotionally with uh, South Asian abused women, you know, in a shelter and it was free of service. That's, that was kind of the work I was doing. And, um, you know, the, the women all have a different story. The reason she's in this abusive relationship is because aren't all men like that? They don't know any different because their mother was abused. Now they're abused. Uh, some women, they say, what will I do? I don't have a job. Some women say, oh, where can I go? Who else will take me? They're more comfortable in a, an abused relationship than to be uh, by themselves. Some, they will turn around and they will say, where will I go with my children? And depending yeah. when the abuse started, Matilda, depending on when the abuse started, and, I, and, and, and again, to the listeners out there, this is not just about physical abuse. This is not just about getting hit. This is being sworn at, being spoken to in the wrong way, being, you know, um, belittled, being told that you're ugly, you're fat, you're not good enough, your mm -hmm. self-worth, I mean, that, those are deeper. That, you know, the individual who does that, they might as well as take a knife and just start chopping you up into pieces because that's what they're doing. Wow. So don't think that somebody who walks around with a broken arm oh my God, that person's being abused. I'll tell you, there's a lot of silence abuse going on out there because someone's mm. cutting them and no one knows. When you know that someone's being abused physically, uh, emotionally and mentally, those cuts are so deep. Lifetimes to repair those. A broken arm will heal. But what happened yeah. on the inside so I encourage the women or the men, because it works both ways. I know that. I live in Canada. Yeah. I know how that whole thing works. <laughs> <laughs> really explore who you are, where you're at, and why you are the way you are. Fires of Relationships was created by Matilda and myself to really help individuals to have a more meaningful conversation within themselves. Yes. <laughs> so on that note, my dear Matilda, I'm Solyndron <laughs> Buller of Uplifting Humans, where we honor, empower, educate, and inspire the listener with real stories and expert advice. And I'm uh, Matilda Tavanian for Coffee with Matilda, A Journey to Self. Uh, and we will get back to you with next week with a new episode. Okay. Ciao. <laughs>